Hey, it's Annie for Silicon Valley Beat. Thanks for tuning in. It's the height of summer, which means that many of you have or will be doing some air travel at some point. To say the least, airlines are not some of the most loved companies out there, at least in the US, home of, say, United. But others are using tech to make air travel less painful. Delta, for example, is now letting passengers board flights using just their fingerprints instead of fumbling around for your crumpled up, um, up ticket and ID like the rest of us Neanderthals, you get to use your fingerprint. A Delta v- VP said in a statement that biometric verification has a higher level of accuracy and gives agents more time to assist customers with seat changes and other skilled tasks. Now, this feature is still pretty limited. It only works at one airport as of now, DC Reagan Airport, and can only be used by travelers who are members of Delta's loyalty program and are enrolled in CLEAR, which is the expedited security program you can apply for and pay for per year. Those who do just scan their prints to board, they're also partnering with CLEAR to scale it up, and Delta says that because of that, the process could expand across the country in just a few months. So are you willing to give biometric info to airlines? Why or why not? Let me know your reaction as always. Stay tuned for more. Whenever you've got some serious time to kill, Google Earth can be a great internet hole to fall into. And as it turns out, now Google Earth is no longer constrained to just Earth. Through Google Maps, you can now poke around in the International Space Station. Just as you would any other Google Street View place, you can access it and then float around the ISS, click on modules to learn more about the different equipment and components, and see the living and eating quarters on this large spacecraft. The ISS is considered big and orbits above Earth at 70,500 miles per hour. It's got five bedrooms, two bathrooms, a gym, and a large window, as well as labs from the US, Japan, Russia, and Europe. So if you've ever, ever wondered what life would be like off this planet, you can now see with your own eyes at Google Maps. So go check it out. Coming up, a question that I get a lot, which has to do with Anchor itself, courtesy of NYC Tech Chat. Hi, Annie. Uh, Jonathan here, host of the New York City Tech Chat podcast. Uh, Just wanted to say fantastic show. Really, really enjoying it. And uh, I have a question for you. So what you're doing with your show, I'm trying to do something somewhat similar with the New York uh, tech and startup scene. And I've just recorded our first episode for our show today. Now, I was wondering, having, in your experience, having basically built up your your show about Silicon Valley, do you have any advice for someone not in the Silicon Valley scene, but elsewhere that's trying to build a show around the technology scene? Do you have any advice for podcasters or people trying to basically document what's going on? Um, I'd love to hear any any advice you may have. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks so much for the call in. I've gotten versions of this question a few times, so I figured I may as well address it. And let me preface this by saying I do not always follow my own advice, but nonetheless, I'll try to give you some feedback that I think applies to creating content, not just on Anchor, but really anywhere. 
The first, I think, is consistency. Um, since if you're trying to make a content channel of any kind, uploading on a, as consistent a basis as possible is important so that as you gain an audience, they know that they can expect um, content from you at a certain cadence. Obviously, this can be challenging depending on your circumstances and whatever else you're doing, but wherever possible, try to take advantage of opportunities to pre-create stuff, to run later, and come up with a workflow that's obviously as efficient and streamlined as you can. The second thing is if you're doing something that's regional in its focus, like it sounds like you are, um, is it's good to bring in some kind of local element or expertise into it. Like what you're hearing on the ground about the industry, events coverage that only industry insiders would know about, that sort of thing. Especially in tech, which a lot of people cover anyway, it's pretty saturated in terms of coverage. It's important to try and make it unique, whether that's the editorial perspective you're taking or the stories you tell or the format or whatever else, but I do think that there's room for way more voices, especially in New York and more markets covering this topic since tech is, after all, a pretty huge, vast sector to say the least. Always good to have more people making great content about it. So best of luck. Thank you as always for tuning in. Talk to you soon.